Hello to all our listeners and to all the guests in the room. My name is Raj Ganatra and I'll be hosting this episode of Inventing Retail, Capgemini's retail podcast. Today we have a very special edition. As we prepare for the festive season, it's really important to be reminded of those less fortunate in society and the part that we can all play in helping them. With a focus on innovation surrounding concept stores in retail, we're joined today by Action for Children, a charity that provides practical and emotional support to over 387,000 children, young people and their families each year in the UK. Our guests today are Laura Botsford, Innovation Manager at Action for Children, Mikey Atkins, a consultant in Capgemini's Applied Innovation Exchange, and Sanjay Nand, Innovation Strategist and a Retail Consultant, providing insight into the going trend and innovations in retail. So to kick off with today, it'd be great for our listeners to learn more about Action for Children and your Christmas campaign. So Action for Children are a UK-based children's charity. We protect and support children and young people by providing practical and emotional care and support. We campaign and ensure that their voices are heard and we campaign to bring lasting improvement to their lives. We believe every child and young person in the country should have a safe and happy childhood and the foundations that they need to thrive and that's what we build all of our programs and services around. Cool yeah I think maybe just mentioning I think we we first worked together um, in sort of summer of 2019 um, in a kind of residency program which um, is run out of our applied innovation exchange um, where we essentially co-located and kind of co-innovated around different um, ideas different kind of new products and services that you guys were trying out um, and I think I think those five weeks we definitely learned a lot from you guys and I hope you kind of learned as much as we did from you um, yourselves um, obviously one of the ideas that that we were kind of ideating around was the kind of Christmas campaign um, as well as a kind of um, bump was another um, another innovation that that, that we were trialing and testing at the time um, so it's just really exciting to see um, how far the kind of Christmas campaigns come and I can't believe it's finally here so I'll talk a little bit about our Christmas campaign uh, we launched it last year it's called the Secret Santa campaign and what we're asking the public to do is be a secret Santa for a vulnerable child and what that really involves is making a donation and then what that donation could provide for children and families this year so anything from kind of food warmth a safe place to sleep things like that um, and we launched with a website and a campaign video last year, which was very successful for us. We've seen kind of a real positive response from the public, which is wonderful. And so what we wanted to do this year was really build on that and take it from being purely digital and kind of expanding it into new areas. So what I've been looking at is a pop-up execution, so a concept store, a real kind of physical location where people can come in and interact with the campaign we wanted it to be quite experiential very immersive people come in and they interact with the items that their donation could provide for a child this christmas so everything from a pair of winter boots or a christmas present for a child who maybe wouldn't open one things like that but it's still very festive you know very uh, very warm and fuzzy and in terms of kind of bringing this to life from the technical and innovation perspective getting this into store how did you guys go about making this happen yeah, um, I think I think essentially um, Action for Children, we, we were still, still um, quite close after the residency program. Um, and one of the things that you guys mentioned we were doing is around this kind of Christmas campaign and you had the pop-up. Um, and I think just from kind of when we had the residency and we'd, I think a lot of the ideas we tend to bring to the table are much more kind of digital um, in, in nature, um, just by the, the virtue of kind of the applied innovation exchange, working in kind of emerging technologies, new business models, um, and new products and services. Um, 
so yeah, I kind, of, kind of came up with a whole load of different different possible ideas that we could um, kind of run in store, some around kind of VR, AR, um, lots around kind of gamification, um, and eventually um, kind of down-selected through them um, Elf AI, which is now, now the kind of name of the digital experience. Um, this was kind of designed um, in our kind of applied innovation exchange, um, all the way from kind of design to deployment, um, it's really exciting to see. And I'll probably let Sandra kind of talk through the, the actual experience. Yeah. Cheers, Mikey. So um, as Mikey mentioned, we took a lot of insights from what we're seeing in the retail space. We took a lot of insights what's happening in adjacent industries. I think some of the key things we saw were people are really pushed as a huge competition for people's time today. Like everything that we see in our smartphones, on the internet, et cetera, everything's trying to get us away. So when we're coming up with the concept Alpha AI, it was all around what's going to bring and drive more traffic to the store? What gives them that experience? Because um, as Laura mentioned, the whole premise of this store is really to drive donations around these different gift sets. And what we wanted to do is to help individuals who come to the store are not really sure what they want to donate. So Alpha AI works as follows. Individuals come to the store. They are kind of, there's a smart screen that we've created in which you stand in front of it. And there's this beautiful story that we have where the elves are here. They, they want to help you find this, your secret Santa gift that you want to give. And the way they do that is they get you in position. There's a little camera just watching you and they show you a series of images, Christmas themes, some fun, fun, fun festive pieces. And as, as they're doing that, they're actually, we actually built it uh, to look at your emotional reactions to things um, to understand how you resonate with those images. You know, what really, what really resonates well. And towards the end of that experience, we tell you, okay, based on how you, how your emotionals, your emotions came across, Cross, we think you might like to donate um you know a warm warm pair of boots or actually a hot meal and behind the scenes what's happening is we've created a neural net so we've trained this model um from asking both the public to say you know look at these images and tell us what resonates with you so it's beyond just a one for one if i like this therefore give me this product it's beyond that actually it's a much more complex uh, model that sits behind it and the smarts of it if i'm being honest we're not telling the the consumer that because that's really not the interesting bit the interesting bit is what's the thing they want to donate and back to like competition of time i think one of the key things that we've tried to keep in mind throughout this whole experience is if we look at pop-ups and we look at what drives foot traffic it's, it's that instagrammable moment so a big part of it is like, how do you get people to share this how do you get people to talk about this and at the end of the journey uh, as a little thank you the elves say you know thanks for being a secret santa there's a little gift for you and users click and un unlock this gift and they get transformed into a secret Santa. The full works, Hansa's uh, uh, hat, um, you've got snow falling. So a filter appears on you. And if they want to then also do that, uh, take that experience away, they can scan a QR code and actually share that on their own social media platform, which is critical because we really want to get that, uh, that message out there and drive people to store. And from your perspective, um, what was it made you that opt for this approach as opposed to kind of more traditional fundraising activities? So as we said before, we wanted to bring the concept of our Secret Santa campaign to life. And we thought a really interesting way to do that would be physical. Um, charity and donating especially is not very tangible. You know, for most people, they will never interact with the beneficiaries of their donation. They won't see that work happen. And I think it can feel quite disconnected sometimes just donating money to charity. So what we wanted to do was to really demonstrate the impact of what that donation could be 
show people these items and yes maybe um kind of get quite an, an emotional response from people as well um tiny tiny little winter boots are very evocative i think um but as well there have been other benefits to this approach for us so we want to widen the reach um of, of our audience so at the minute again we have quite um quite a typical charity audience i would say you know we have a very kind of strong core of supporters but what we wanted to do is reach people that have no idea what action for children is and actually that we wouldn't necessarily reach in our more traditional kind of direct mail or face-to-face -face fundraising approaches um and then as well what we wanted to do was kind of engage a, a retail mentality so what we're hoping is that people who are out doing their christmas shopping looking at buying gifts for other people maybe treating themselves we want them to come to our pop-up in that mindset and we want to try and extend that we want them to think of gift giving and and maybe the the people around them and, and view these kind of donations as a way to extend that christmas shopping behavior rather than kind of shutting down or putting people off with a more typical face-to-face -face fundraising approach i think people if they're not looking for that or if they're maybe just thinking about what they're going to do for christmas and what movie they're going to watch when they get home and things like that maybe they don't have time to engage and what we're trying to do is package this up in a way that they can maintain that mindset and still feel very festive very warm and fuzzy but then ultimately engage with our cause and make a donation i think uh, just like build on laura's points there i think what's really nice about this like uh, pop-up stores i know we might talk about it a bit later on but um because it's a pop-up store it's the time frames in which you can actually go and visit are limited and that's something that we're seeing reflected on our social media platform so if you take the rise of like snapchat and instagram stories that rise like i'm gonna not do the best at saying this but inferior marketing so the idea that an image or a video is only there for a short period of time then it's gone forever and that drives users to it and in our case like that pop-up we know it's only there for two weeks we want our audience also to know it's only there for two weeks to drive people there and that was kind of keen our thinking as we came came through this concept was to look through okay what what are those drivers in a in a in a space where people are so tight for time what's going to get people through the door and in particular from a kind of technological and innovation perspective how did you end up really turning this into the concrete reality that we'll be seeing shortly yeah um so i think i think the first kind of thing as, as sandra hinted at is kind of getting getting the story right and kind of you know we knew it was going to be an immersive experience we knew it needed to be something completely different that um kind of shoppers off the street would be really really impressed with and wowed with and a big part of that and i think it's often undersold is the kind of the, the story behind it um so obviously you know it's kind of the, the idea that the elves are coming up with, with, with special ideas um from them we were kind of able to kind of we knew the kind of technology that we that we wanted to be kind of working with um, and from there the kind of design kind of around the kind of wireframes as well as the whole kind of end-to-end -end journey um, is really important I think a big part of that as Laura said is really keeping keeping kind of in line with the overall kind of action for children's story um, whilst kind of being different enough that it would it would be kind of staying in the minds of, of, of shoppers um, obviously from there kind of developers kind of gone gone to work and we've um we've had to kind of train train the model quite hard around um kind of what what products do resonate with people what pictures resonate with people um it's definitely some kind of biases that we've tried to watch out for in terms of um different pictures that, that and kind of images that people are going to see um and just being conscious of that all the way through design to kind of deploy um it's been it's been kind of an interesting watch out and interesting learnings um 
but yeah, I think I think once it's kind of all trained, all designed, all developed, such a kind of satisfying feeling to see to see it in store and being deployed. Cool. And then lastly, so it's clear that concept stores have become a real big hit. We've seen particularly in the world of like luxury retail, it's a very big thing, and um, particularly that exclusivity driving it. Do we think that this is something that is likely to continue in the future as a way to drive engagement? And do you think we'll see perhaps more charities utilizing some this sort of concept? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really interesting like area right now. Um, as you mentioned, we've, we've been doing a lot in Capgemini around like the future of retail. What does that space look like? A lot of good thinking has gone in, particularly this year, um, around you know what is the fundamental changes needed for the retail space to exist in the future. We've seen those retailers adopt technology and thrive in that space. Like if we look at Nike and a few others, and also equally, we're seeing retailers that are just you know they're not they're not taking the leap on the technology front. And Thomas Cook's been a great example this year, where unfortunately you know they've kind of been a laggard behind and actually that's caused a ripple effect in the market but i think what's interesting is a lot of people see the death of retail and what that space can look at but really we're seeing an increase in sales uh, throughout and the big reason we're finding a lot of it is actually experience driven uh, retail people no longer want to go to a store see rails and rails of clothes but rather they want to reduce that choice paradox and be offered a select few of items and actually have an experience as they go through that I think the pop-up space and retail stores are quite interesting because we've seen, I think, a rise of three kind of key areas. So you're seeing the brand houses where a retailer will create what they what they link their heritage to. So if you look at like the Guinness factory in um, in Ireland, that's all about driving footfall because it's about the heritage of the, the retailer, where they're from to increase sales. You know, one of the largest tourist attractions in Ireland. Then you've got this like the showcase where retailers are all about not so much about the heritage but showcasing everything they can do. So M M&M and M World in London is a fantastic example of that. It's a chocolate brand, but you can buy pillows, teddy bears, pajama bottoms, everything. It's a complete showcase. And then there's this new space of like experimental stores, which is really what we look at when we look at pop-ups. And it's okay, let's take a risk. Let's see what we can do in a pop-up to get early learnings on what we do, where we can drive um, new products and propositions test new prices potentially i think a fantastic example of that was like the magnum magnum store initially set up as okay how can we change the view that people associate with magnum how do you make it a luxury brand how do you associate it with the prada and what have you you know it's an ice cream right it's a it's a one pound ice cream it's, it's really hard to make that jump but what they did is they create this immersive store where you can like sprinkle three different things on your magnum people are sharing it and what's interesting now is they're taking the learnings from, the, from that pop-up store and they're taking that back to the product line. So now when you go to a Tesco or Sainsbury's, the items you're buying are being influenced by this pop-up store, which are just there to test like propositions and a bit of fun and marketing, let's be honest. And that's kind of translated all the way back. So it's a really exciting time. It's really exciting as well, particularly in this like charitable space as well, and what's happening there. Yeah, so we have a lot of kind of the same opportunities for learning because we don't have any physical presence. So we're not like other charities that maybe have like charity shops on the high street or anything like that. We don't have the physical presence beyond our services. So we don't really have a place where we can observe and interact with the public and how they want to support us and which things really resonate with them. So there'll be a lot of learning for us this year. And we're actually we're going to have some of our research team down talking to people, hopefully, and, and kind of seeing what really sparks with people and what they take away from it, how they interact with 
our brand and our cause and the narrative that we're trying to tell and how they interact with these items too. So as you say, this is a very linked up campaign and whatever happens in the pop-up shop and whatever we're kind of seeing in real time people are responding to, we can then make adaptations to our microsite, to our email communications and things like that and really kind of tweak things based on this immediate kind of data and response that we get from the public when they come in. I think I think as well maybe um, just kind of out, outside of retail um, just on the kind of technology front of understanding kind of micro expressions through um, computer vision it is is so such a big kind of topic at the moment of kind of machines to understand emotion um, and kind of I think a couple examples one one kind of in sometimes being used in store at the moment is can you kind of understand customers sentiment as they're walking around the store can you can you start to understand in kind of least intrusive ways if people are enjoying sections of the store are they not what kind of resonates with people what kind of emotions are they feeling um and then the other kind of much more kind of futuristic is kind of um this idea of like computer brain kind of interfaces which is kind of um really helping people that have maybe lost the use of their arms and limbs to kind of use it through um kind of neural nets and kind of understanding if 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 kind of reading people's emotions can help them to kind of move artificial limbs and i think this this is like so key to get this kind of into the into the into the space um out there in, in the world uh, and it's really it's really exciting to see cool it definitely seems that it's going to be something that continues to thrive in the future um, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. So a special thank you to Laura, Mikey and Sanjay for their time and insights today. And thank you, of course, to all our listeners for tuning in. The official launch of the Action for Children Covent Garden Secret Santa pop-up store opens up to the public on the 5th of December through to the 18th of December from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day, Monday to Saturday and 12 to 6 on Sundays. Please feel free to come on down and witness some amazing applied innovation and donate to a wonderful cause this Christmas. As always, to stay up to date with our future episodes, you can subscribe to the Capgemini podcast using your favourite podcasting app like SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher.